So it's like, please send us some gear and we'll fucking pretend that it's Oxford United for a couple of goals, you know? <laughs> and he was like, right, no problem. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you kit, I'll send you kit, I'll send you kit. And like, it arrived like on like, this was, must have been in August time when I was at home. Yeah, probably. September. Oh, yeah, 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 for must sure. Must have been September. And uh, <laughs> it just arrived on like the 21st of December. <laughs> no, it arrived, uh, we got back home from Indianapolis on Christmas and it was sitting there at our front door. Yes. Extra Christmas gifts. Yes. It's beautiful. Come on. Oh yeah. United, United, United. Tell me about it. What is what is their nickname? Is um, it the Oxes? No, it's like. Well, I mean it. Looks like a bull. It's a bull, yeah. It's um. It's an ox. I was talking about it on a podcast how we had a soccer sponsor. Then I'm like, I don't know what their nickname is. I've got the Oxford United on Twitter. Are they gonna get promoted to? Uh, no. 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 Not to no. the not to the championship. And then you guys know Nick Moss from Dancing Goat, yeah. right? He bought into what was it? Layton? Everyone knows Nick Moss. Was it Leighton? Uh, <laughs> Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient. They're like small investors into them, so they technically own a team over in Europe. So we have to have them sponsor the podcast too. So we get we get a, we get around over there in European football, well English football. Well, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I was I'm, I, like, it's, it's something cheesy. I mean, I hope my uncle doesn't listen to this as the first one. Shafting him over here. We are recording this. So. Are we? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I Uncle Neil. Yeah, I figured we were actually on. Yeah. So, sorry, Uncle Neil. No, no problem. <laughs> no problem. That's what happens when we take field trips. <laughs> we get a, we get away from ourselves outside of the city, and we come into. I don't want to say rural Michigan, I'm, but I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. This is rural Michigan. Very empty. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. feeling a little bit claustrophobic though. This isn't exactly the biggest. Yeah. I think this is actually the biggest <laughs> room that we've recorded in. It's about this. I would say it's bigger than the upstairs space that we got. Oh, way bigger. Way so, so we're in E.K. Warren Hall. It's a 500-person wedding hall. Mm. Um, Should we introduce? And it's completely it's completely <laughs> empty right now. So it seems like it is very big. It is very spacious. Well, and we are on a field trip to rural Michigan to visit the great people of Journeyman Distillery once again. We haven't had them on the podcast until about one year to the day was when um, Bill was sitting in my living room with Marty Duffy. What a treat that Lake is. Lakeview, Chicago, the yeah. studios of Keen Lake. Yeah, we were in the, well, we didn't go downstairs to the studio. Oh, you didn't the take him into the basement. <laughs> the staircase is a little dangerous for Marty. <laughs> the spiral staircase is a little dangerous for him, but we kept it upstairs. But uh, Callum and I are here gallivanting about Michigan to record a podcast with the great people of Journeyman, and we have Matt and Tom from the distillery with us. Guys, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. That's Matt. Yeah, and uh, pleasure having you guys. Always enjoy uh, talking whiskey. And, and this is the real deal as well because um, they're in their work clothes, guys. So, <laughs> it, like, these guys have just been distilling as we speak, and they've came up for a take of a sort of 20, 30 minutes yeah. on their Who on Who knows what can happen while we're up here? That is very <laughs> true. The whole company falls apart. <laughs> It was funny. They us. first came in and Chase called me, and I was like, "Hold on, my, one of my distillers is calling me. Something's probably blowing up." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I like how you're describing the history of this place. I'll let you go into that and continue, Matt. Just wanted to introduce you first. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the building? Sure. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. So we are in Ek Warren Hall, um, uh, in the distillery. It is a 500-person wedding hall that is above the actual distillery. Uh, this building that we're in, that the distillery is housed in, is actually the um, old Featherbone factory from the late 1800s. Um, E.K. Warren was the guy who, who built it, um, and he actually had a business where he made buggy whips and corsets. So he uh, revolutionized the corset industry by uh, replacing the whalebone in the corset uh, with, a, with the turkey bone. 
<laughs> so yeah, he made a, he made a bunch of money. Um, actually, he only made like five thousand dollars like the first year. Was it? That's, like like, that's yeah. the funnest and fact that we've had on this podcast. And then, and then he then he ended up making like millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, I think the third or fourth year was like he had a million dollars in profit, which in the eighteen eighties is a lot. Right. Yeah. And um and yeah, so head offices all over the world, London, New York, San Francisco, but started right here in Little Three Oaks. So, so a lot of lot of things are commemorated for him. He. he you know, Warren Woods, Warren Dunes, or state parks mm-hmm. near here. Both of those were actually land that he owned. So he was the third largest landowner at one point in time. Wow, I didn't think in the United States. In the United States. Wow, so wow. he, uh, he, at least that's what we've we've been telling people. <laughs> but no, it is. It the story is, continues. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> Never corroborate <laughs> this. <but laughs> no, that is what they that is what they've said around town here, and, and some documents back it up. But it is a quite a bit of space uh, at these parks. But he donated that all to the state. Um, and, and so now you can go and visit and it's nice, nice little yeah. retreats to have. One thing that is weird is that, um, you know, a lot of these smaller towns in Scotland are built around the distilleries, right? Um, or, or, you know, they, they had a businessman, an entrepreneur that had an idea, you know, for example, with Aberlour, it was James Fleming and, and he was a grain merchant before and then he ended up building the distillery. But like, I don't think I've ever seen any building in Scotland the size of this one. <laughs> so this this is similar to that, but just on a much, much, much bigger scale. Right, right, and it's kind of uh, yeah, it's a little you know everything. It's got all the space here in the states to be able to do all these big things. And a big part of journeyman is is uh, salvaging these buildings, reusing them, repurposing them. Um, you know, it's a big, uh, big mission of ours to you know instead of tearing buildings down, which is very common here in the states. You know, repurposing them and, and having a second life. So, what you see in, in Scotland and all of Europe with a lot of old buildings. You know, here there's not so many. Uh, so, well, you also preserve the legacy through your whiskey too. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. So it's also a, a fun fact to to point out that E.K. Warren was a staunch prohibitionist. Yes. And we put a whiskey factory into his building. <laughs> He'd be very proud of you guys. Yeah. I think so. He I'm, I'm sure he'd be business <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. you know, I'm sure he'd be happy to see it. Actually, you know, still, you know shining on and 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 it'd be hey look it didn't get torn down it didn't was, get if torn was a down in the day you probably have a seltzer out so you know yeah. everybody else does <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we should we should we should trademark ek warren seltzer right now oh did we just come up with it <laughs> yeah get on did that. we just become best friends <laughs> <laughs> and investors together yeah. and investors can you sponsor the podcast by the way 20 2023 ek warren uh, non-alcoholic <laughs> sounds great to me but what has been going on since the last time we checked in with Journeyman? Uh, well, with you two, we were talking more about hand sanitizer um, and kind of being <laughs> community supporters back then. I'm sure you probably saw Strange times. Strange yeah, times. absolutely. But now we seem to be coming out of the darkness and into the light. Let's hope so anyway. Um, but what's been going on over the last year and a half since you guys, uh, we last really talked about the whiskey itself? Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been plugging along, producing. Uh, we've got a lot of things in the pipeline uh, this this year we've really expanded our distribution. That was a big thing for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in 18 states to start the year. Now we're in 37, I believe, oh, last yeah. I heard. So wow. over more than doubled our our footprint in the states. Uh, we actually shipped our first orders to Australia this year too, and uh, and and are still in Europe as well. So the next big thing on the horizon is next year we have our second distillery opening up in Valparaiso, Val- Indiana. Yeah, I was wondering how that's going. Yeah, yeah. so groundbreaking was just about just, a month just ago. Recently, yeah. And uh, hoping to open fall, winter of next year, uh, or 20, this year, I guess now. Well, um, if you guys need to take a road trip to Australia with me when I plan to go visit there this year sometime, let's do it together. Okay. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. awesome. I'm, that'd be I'm awesome. In. We've got a lot of friends and connections down there as far as distillery goes right. with Greg Ramsey. And I, I'm not going. They don't let Scottish people in yeah. Australia. <laughs> no? No, we're too white. 
<laughs> I was with some Scottish people last time. I'm pretty sure you're, you'll be just fine. <laughs> Part of the crown, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Commonwealth. Well, that's awesome to hear. Hey. I know uh, we were talk- I was talking to your coworker whose name escapes me over in New York, one of your sales reps. Um, oh, yes, Kevin, Kevin yeah, 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 yeah. Great over, guy. Over uh, BCB, we were both uh, ran into each other a couple times and got to hang out, drink some whiskey, and talk about how distribution has grown so much and how the company is really expanding but doing well at the same time. Not just trying to have, you know, your place. Say you're in a place, but actually have foot traffic to back it up and support it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we're trying to you know make it make it where it's not just like one-time purchases or one-time footprints into these new locations and new markets. It's just repeated buys and get some loyal customers and and and, and send them spread the message. Um, one of our biggest, I guess, um, our biggest draws is this place that we're in here, and and you know trying to encourage people to come visit and and when they see it, um, you know, it kind of really speaks for itself. Who wouldn't want to get married here? Well, we know one person already. One person. <laughs> I'm not invited to. <laughs> Someday. I'm, I'm crashing it anyway. You have four months to figure you it still out. Ca- you should probably I'm going to pull my best Vince Vaughn and say that. Maybe you like, get a I'm weekend bartending gig here and hang oh. out. We could probably arrange that. We're very oh my much, God. Very star, much hiring. Right star guest, much <laughs> star guest bartender. I'd love that. Um, one thing that I was going to say, you guys were mentioning that you're opening another distillery. Has there been any plans or is there anything in the works for expanding here? Because you guys have got so much space, even down there when we saw the stills, you know, there's so much space there. Have you, has, was there ever anything in the works to add a still or add a couple of stills in there? Um, we've, we've, we've definitely thought about it. Um, right now, I think the expansion that's going to be happening now and like immediately uh, is going to be a, like a bottling warehouse. Okay. Um, and then a, a, a a rick house is going to go out back to oh, so nice. th- that's uh gonna be, what is that two years out now maybe yeah, uh rick, we're rick house we're hoping for spring summer still so uh real kentucky style rick house oh um, yeah we, we is that we're, why we're you guys are uh, checking out mr nick brady moss yeah we did uh, we why, did yeah. go and chat with him about their rick house yeah that's yep. that's that's got beam written all over it man. oh yeah it's yeah. beautiful have yeah. you seen the finished product of the rick house we were it was, yeah, it was done it was done when we were there i think you guys came like two or three weeks before we were up there in march Maybe. Yeah, it was, we were like end of February. Okay. When we yeah. Went there, yeah, yeah, we were up there like middle of March. Yeah, yeah. And, and we and then we went uh, a few weeks later down to Kentucky to look at a few there and meet with Busick, who builds all the rig houses yeah. and did the one uh, at Dancing Goat, and we're gonna we're gonna have them come and come and build it here, uh, which will be a nice addition to the campus and yeah. it's part of a grander scheme of right. expanding the campus beyond the putting green out here. Um, which, if you're listening, we have a putting green. They do. It's Thirty thousand <laughs> square feet, eighteen <laughs> holes, uh, very nice like scottish vibe um but it's a lot of fun in the summer uh it's closed right now but in the summer 18 holes all you can oh, put calum can you thing. see it it's actually modeled after the himalayas in st andrews of course yes it's a nice roll, yeah. rolling uh yeah, putting green it's actually really fun i mean i can't i can't, I can't quite see the greens because you guys do, um, guys do a tournament to kick off the golfing season is that right or did we do yeah we did uh we did a big cup at the beginning oh, of the, the season cup, and yeah. the end of the season and uh, we we've talked do about enough. doing some leagues okay um and, and we've always done an employee, employee one, every, one every year too so which gets a little out of hand have you won <laughs> I won the first year. I he, won, so. he won the beginner's bracket the first year. <laughs> you don't have to say beginner's I won, bracket. I won the pro bracket. 
<laughs> Both champions year. among so, us. Yeah, we are champions. <laughs> I love the shit. We, we, we are, we are, what a pleasure. We are actually, our names are on a plaque. Yeah, they're, oh, right. they're, they're so, immortalized in, on a plaque downstairs. We'll also get a photo of that. Paid for by us. Please get a photo of that. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool to do the expansion. I didn't know you guys were doing the Rick House out here. So yeah. that would be great. Yeah. And so bottling will stay here, but it'll go into its own its own entity over yeah, there. It'll be kind of adjacent to the Rick House. We want to have the bottles there, and then it'll be all the barrel fill barrel dumping and then just roll right into the do you have a full-time bottling crew now yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah. Okay. we're bottling five plus days a week right Great. now so as long as two, so we bottle in an event day. space that we use for weddings as well so whenever there's no wedding for <laughs> bottling pretty much is the be nice to have that empty space then for them yeah. to use yeah it'll be it. nice more efficient and, and looking at somewhat more of an automated line too probably down okay the line. and with the extension into 37 states obviously that comes with you know its own issues in the sense of supply chain employment like because this is a massive building guys right so can you guys talk a little bit about that because obviously you've got the putting green you've got the wedding space there's a bunch of offices here there's this distillery then you've got the bottle plant the restaurant how many guys do you how many people do you have employed and is that something that's an ongoing uh, sort of struggle you know to yeah. get people from three oaks in or get people i don't know where the new buffalo places that are a little bit closer mm -hmm. Yeah, we you already I mean, know we're, the area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're constantly hiring. Uh, feels like I know at our peak before COVID, we were at about 150 employees. Okay, and yes. we're, we're over 100 in, in, in yeah. all of the in all of the different aspects of the Including business, and we're over that events, and now and, too. Yeah. Um, production, we have probably counting bottlers 20 to 30 people yeah. rotating wow. jeez what's, and this, what's our distillery staff are we at like we have 10 we have eight 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 or nine right now full-time yeah. distillers um which is we're, we're running 24 7 production right so, now so. so with with the with the the, the uh putting all of our product in 37 states obviously since we talked last we are now 24 7 operation so and then all that, and amongst all that, you find time to make single bottles as well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, that's the best part of the job, man. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Oh, guys, we fucked this up. <laughs> let's, let's, let's mature it a little bit longer yeah. and we'll call it something else. Uh, have you guys also started using larger casts? Uh, mostly we're going into 53-gallon standard yeah. casts, yeah. So are your single barrels coming out of those or still out of your 30-gallon casts? Uh, this is out of a 30-gallon barrel. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we're most of our um, our 53 gallon stock is about four years or younger right now, so we're looking to go five or more to for, before those are part yeah. of the normal cycle of, of of products. So probably end of the year, early 24, we'll be mostly into 53s, but still doing some of the smaller stuff now. Are you noticing the difference in flavors coming out of those 30 gallons versus uh, 53 gallon barrels? A little bit. We, yeah. I think we're like pleasantly surprised that the 53s, even at a younger age, like, I mean, younger than we anticipated them being mature, which yeah. is good. It's a good thing. Um, and we still want to, I think we like the five-year kind of target for most of those. Yeah, going through all of our like older stock, I mean, we have stuff back to, you know, 2010. Um, we found that our sweet spot is in the 53s is around five to, five to six years. Great. Um, but we were, I mean, we have tasted, you know, our, our cast now at, you know, three to four years and 53s and it, there's, you know, surprisingly smooth. Mm. Um, so we're happy with their progression, but we want to let them, you know, get a little, a little older. Yeah. Five years sounds cool. It's five really five years sounds good. We might, you know, we might, we're thinking about maybe adding that as like an age statement down the line too, once okay. we have it all kind of there, because 
it means something, you know, at that point, especially since we've been around long enough to be able to say everything's five years old. I was just going to ask you that after mm-hmm. being around for more than a decade now, yep. what does it mean to have an age statement on your whiskey in the future? Is that important? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I mean, I think it, a lot of people will say it's not that important. I think it is uh, almost a differentiator from newer, younger distilleries who are starting out where, I mean, we, we are now and, and have been using smaller barrels and they do a great job. Uh, but I think it means something you're at that next level, you know, right. being able to say everything's five years or older. Eliminate the word craft. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still craft, I guess, but it's just, you know, we're, we're mature craft now, you know? Yeah. What does craft really mean now in this day and age? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're craft all grueled up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's really interesting during this like series of barrel picks we've been doing, I've talked to a couple of retailers now and they've had barrel picks of you for you guys that go back four or five years ago when a lot of smaller distilleries weren't doing them, but now it's become almost like a necessary part of your business to have single barrels because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter if you're craft or super huge, people want single barrels all across the country. Right, yeah. especially when you're trying to make a footprint around, mm-hmm. the, around the country too. Um, a lot of these stores, if you're not local or they don't know who you are, what, what do you, what's going to get them to bring you in? And mm. it's that single barrel, it's the customization, uh, and you know whatever whatever you can do to stand out and, and be really good to them. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Uh, that sort of the single barrel being this like special extension of the brand, you know, and it can really bring people in, you know. So when there isn't, you know, if, or if there is a different single barrel on there, but then they start to see the the typical products in the line. Yeah, it could be like they a buy w- into the brand, and that brand loyalty is there. You know, it'd be like a warm handshake. You know. Between the brand and, and the customer. Yeah. Yeah, kind of liken it to Oregon, what they've done with uniforms across football, college football, and college sports in general. They like look at what we can do, like how fancy you can be, like how different you can be from a week to week basis. And then other universities started doing that to catch on. When it came to recruiting, it's one way to attract people. Single barrels are a way of attracting people to your brand initially, bringing you in, hopefully bringing you down to that core audience of what you have to, or core build of whiskeys that you have um, on your back shelf as a brand. Sure. And then that's what keeps them there, right? Like right. The, I, mean, the I would think it's the goal for most distilleries. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can live and die, or you can live and die on a single barrel program if people are just chasing your single barrels but never going back to your uh, your core whiskeys at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, we've always used the single barrels as a means to to encourage the the normal stock yeah, of goods extension and, right and and you know in a perfect world we wouldn't even need to do single barrels because <laughs> we'd be sold out of everything but right, um, right right but that's kind of what we what we strive to do with those single barrels is, is make them an extension of the brand and and you, you know if if we have a good stock of mature whiskey and people are going to like it we'll, we'll send samples out and do it i think i think 2021 will have sold uh over 200 single wow. barrels uh, throughout the whole year of varying sizes of barrels some of them were five gallon but just in that one year yeah, yeah. wow yeah. that's huge yeah. eh? tom when did you start doing single barrels here uh remember them as early as 2014 Jeez. Yeah, be- so, before yeah. i got here yeah. so right. we're doing we were, them when they, we were, they wasn't here. nearly as sophisticated as this now you know we were putting like weird hang tags that we would stamp on, the, on them there. We didn't look that <laughs> now, fancy. Now we're engraving, engraving the bottles. bottles oh, right. If, you buy, if yeah. you buy a 30-gallon or bigger, we, we have an engraver downstairs that laser etches your logo. Beautiful. Nice. information. So everybody's jumping on that. And uh, we've also added like the wax color customization. So it doesn't have the normal wax color that you would get on one of our, like our last feather ride would be black. You could get red. You could get purple, silver, whatever. Green. Um, to differentiate on the, sh- on the shelf there. So the customization is important. I think it helps sell sell some of them too that you can you know just make it stand out and make it your own were the first single barrels only rye uh yeah probably the first were rye and bourbon the, mm. but rye first and we've always 
pushed our rye and had a, always a good stock of rye, you know, were, always knowing it would sell well. Were those retailers or clubs kind of coming after those initial ones? Yeah, we had, I'm um, trying to think, there was, it was mostly all Illinois at the time and maybe a right. little bit in Indiana. Uh, and and I, I know Benny's was early uh, for a little bit. Uh, there were a few bars in um, in Illinois that I can't remember the name of that. I don't know if they ever got more after that, but there right. were, you know, some small, small retailers, small bars as well. And that's a big part of ours too. I mean, we do smaller barrels, a lot of, a lot of retailers or the smaller ones like the five gallon. It's only like a four case commitment or six exactly. case commitment versus 20 or 30. No, that goes with a 40 case commitment from these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this one then. Yeah. So, we have our batch three of Cheers, by the way, yeah, Happy New Year. Cheers. Yeah, Happy New Year. Here we go. So I've been indulging in mine. <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing single barrels out in the market a lot. Right. And <clears> we've just now, this is only the third batch. We've decided, you know what, why don't we start doing it in-house too? You know? Yeah, we started thinking about what, what, why don't we have like a distiller select um, uh Single like barrel boys. going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a um, three-year-old uh, Last Feather Rye cask at cast strength. It's 123 proof. Um, but, yeah, so this is our third batch. Um, I think you get a pretty good maple maple syrup on the nose. Definitely a nice. I got like a floral note. Floral yeah, for sure. Floral yeah, note. I love that. Yeah. It's one of the beauties of rye, though, eh, as well. You do get a little bit more of that sort of herbaceous uh, note to them. Yeah, definitely. Johanna, Johanna said it was like powdered sugar. She got like a nice sponge sugar oh, uh, I was thinking, smell yeah, on it. Brown sugar on it, too. Brown sugar taste. on the nose. Yeah. And this first, the first batch of this rye was made in Chicago. The first batch of the Last Feather Rye was called Ravenswood Rye yep. uh, because nice. Bill made the batches at Koval in Ravenswood <laughs> neighborhood. and um, Everything comes full circle. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we still do have a barrel aging from that. I was going to ask so, if you still have that yes, barrel. It's still, still, it's still it. down it's there. 11 years old now. Um, you guys can get a picture of it if you want. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 oldest, it's, easy, it's pretty easy. Oldest barrel with a hang tag on it? It doesn't have a hang tag <laughs> on it. It still says Ravenswood Rye, Yeah, it still says Ravenswood in chicago 2010 august 2010 it was it wow. was barrel. so it's the oldest barrel of whiskey that exists from chicago right mm. now and it was i think koval wasn't even doing whiskey they at the time yeah. so um older than anything they've done and and from what you know we, we've bill said it's the oldest uh first legal whiskey made in in chicago since prohibition so and for here in michigan what kind of ev evaporation or angel share would you guys get year on year like because uh, obviously pretty significant. south of here kentucky wise yeah. you're getting a lot but it's i presume michigan gets quite humid and yeah it's, it's, it's pretty similar to kentucky not quite as hot in the summers but we do get some hot summers so we we're, we're losing you know we figured about 10 10 percent a year we, we uh, yeah we assume when we do like forecasts we assume like a 14 percent, but that's pretty that's yeah. heck that's a dramatic amount so but yeah but yeah the smaller barrels you know they lose a little faster so the smaller the barrel faster it ages but the faster you lose so those ones we haven't dumped a ton yet so we don't have like really good data but yeah probably we need to put that one into like a basement somewhere to keep it safe you yeah know? <laughs> probably yeah i was gonna say 11 yeah. years yeah. like you'll be getting close to the bottom of that yeah. yeah sure it's definitely less than half i'd say right now <laughs> yeah we i mean we've pulled a lot from mm -hmm. that for like spirits competitions and stuff oh, yeah. like that no i, I would say no, not that one no, 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 that that one, we, we always just uh we always just taste it every now and then that's um, right we pull from because island. we always feel like uh not not us but like as a group with yeah. bill and 
you know, we just, it's, it, it's always to compare it, you know, Distiller it's, like, share is what it's funny, um, you know, it's so old and it's so important, but yeah. if you don't do anything, I mean, you got to do something with it at some right. point, but then when you do it, it's gone, gone you yeah. know, that's it. Cause it's only so. a 30 gallon cask, right? It's a 53. Oh, it is? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that, that's the thing the way, like, it's that, like these guys that collect whiskey, it's like, well, eventually it's just going to sit on the shelf, mate. You have to open right, it eventually, right? right. right? You, you just it, got yeah. to take the plunge and mm. you guys are going to need to do that with this mm. bad boy. Yeah. So when you guys are doing, t now predicting to do 200 single barrels in a year, where were you at five years ago with single barrels? Um, maybe... 40 50 a okay. year i mean we're still, still a hefty amount yeah and, and it w back then it was mostly 15 gallon barrels so oh, okay. it wasn't as much like volume as in cases but uh but yeah i mean we we've always had a good presence in them i remember when we started them and and uh we were like oh we'll just do this for a little bit but then it just became more and more and like we can't tell people no if we have the whiskey so um yeah it's it's been a big part of our business when did they start expanding outside of just the midwest uh, we were pretty quick, actually, on the East Coast um, okay. to uh, New Jersey was one of our bigger markets early on. We had a good relationship with our distributor there, who was a Notre Dame grad. Oh. And so he was always here every weekend he for, for games. And so he, we would, uh, we'd see him a lot. And so he pushed the product really well. So we did a lot of, a lot of single barrels out there with them, too, pretty quickly. And then also in New York a bit. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of buddies in Chicago from uh, Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, sorry. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, that's what the cultured people call it, lads. Uh, and like, I can't believe how crazy they are about like Notre Dame football. It's 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 almost it's almost like Iowa. Hmm. <laughs> Going in, I'm, Jake took me to Iowa City, and it was that's all they. Oh, had you guys were you guys down there for a game? We went, yeah. to, went there and we went to. Uh, well, I guess you didn't go, but I went up to Wisconsin for the Iowa Wisconsin game with the Dancing Goat guys, and oh man, yeah. <laughs> how was that? It was, uh, it was a day. You made it back. They have a they have their own they have their own, <laughs> suite, they have their own suite, so that was very nice. Um, all the alcohol and food we could handle oh, for the man. afternoon, and then a day of wandering around downtown Madison, or an evening, I should say. I think a little bit different from Three Oaks. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Along with uh, Joe Henry, too. So. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of five-year-old whiskey. That's, that uh, <laughs> sounds like a party. Yeah, we'll have to do that again in two years when Iowa returns back up there, hopefully to win next time. But we shall see. And I maybe I'll stay a little bit longer, too. If the, I've been traveling the entire week and drove. The, I've been stuck the night before flying, so I got home at like 3.30 and hopped in my car at like 5.30 to go up to the game and hadn't really slept in about 48 hours fumes. yeah so maybe have maybe have more fun next time even even more fun but yeah it's always a good time with them of course but um yeah back to this what we're drinking so this is one of the distiller selects that's mm -hmm. only sold here yep and that was in a 53 gallon barrel or 30 gallon uh, 30, 30 gallon barrel okay. um a little over four years in nice. a 30 gallon barrel so it's Oh, I would say six, six to ten months older than what we're we're I, dumping. I said three. I'm sorry. No, yeah, this is a four, four plus year. It was uh, end of uh, November 2017. I think. Yeah, my years are so messed up. Like, I know <laughs> we're just I, talking. Yeah, I know. I know what the date of it was, but uh, uh, the pandemic's messed my my time up. And what is this? You know, if someone comes in, how much are they going to be spending on it? So it's uh, 64.99 here at retail, um, and it's uh, it's a great value. It's a I mean, great yeah, value. Great. We've we've honestly we this is the third batch. We did the first batch like le less than a month ago so it sold out like we had one batch ready it Jesus. sold out in two days nice the first batch which was uh two, you know 20 cases so 120 bottles in two days to just through retail here 
The second batch was a it was a lighter barrel. It had leaked a bit, but mm. it was another eighty seven bottles that was gone in two more days. Jeez, and so we're yeah. just trying to crank these out and select the best ones we have. And, um, and people so are happy with the, them so far. People are lo- loving yep. it, yeah. And, and, and we and you know you know we're adamant that that's going to be the price point too because we want the people to enjoy the whiskey and and come in here and get it. And you know we've had suggestions from people like, hey, this should be ten more dollars a bottle. Well, I was gonna yeah, say I'm sure we could sell it. Fair price. That's right. Right in the market value. I was going to say like four year old as well like yeah. i feel like 64.99 is a, a, yeah. it's a fucking steel man yeah you know yeah i don't know if i haven't looked at the secondary market but i could imagine there is some on there and talking about like local retail and things like that do you where is the majority of your audience so the people coming in to buy this where are they from are they from three oaks are they from new buffalo are they from like are they coming from down from ann arbor or anywhere yeah, like all, all over actually we, most of it is uh chicago traffic yeah, yeah. Uh, the area itself is a vacation spot for a lot of chicago people uh, and in the summer, like specifically New Buffalo, which is just five minutes away, uh, increases its population tenfold basically in the summer because uh, it's right on the lake. And, and we get a lot of overflow from that. Um, and, you know, you do get people from Ann Arbor, Detroit that reach out and, hey, I'm coming down. Can I get a barrel? People from Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, I, I Kalamazoo, yeah. all over. So, yeah, we're, our, our, our reach is expanding and we're busier now in the slower months than we had been before. So that means more local people are helping out, too, and coming in. Uh, which is great because that's that's a good to have. Yeah, I mean, it's 150 nice jobs created, man. Yeah, like it's yeah. in 10 years, you know, it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's been been a dream of Bills as well to create the jobs in the area, help out. And I'm from the area before Journeyman, and nobody was hanging out in Three Oaks then. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what are you gonna do, antique? Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing to do around here. Well, that's the funny thing too. The antiques came be after Journeyman. I you know? assumed, like it's, yeah. It's not really like that. We had the Acorn here. We had the Vickers Theater and, and a couple of local bars, but nothing to attract anybody. And so this is really now it's bringing bringing businesses in to, to help you know the, help the attractions come along. And is that the idea things. with Valparaiso as well? I know it's more populated area. Yeah, but. for sure. Valparaiso is you know it's a college town. It's a bigger city, um, but that is we're revitalizing an old building there in a neighborhood that's not like it's not like the nicest neighborhood in Valpo. Uh, so I think that is kind of the goal. It's going to be bringing a ton of people into Valpo, bringing people there, um, helping make jobs there too. Uh, it's going to be even bigger than this operation. So really should have an yeah. opportunity to do a lot oh, more wow. down there. Are you finally was, getting to do some brewing out of there? Uh, yeah, there, <laughs> <laughs> there will be a, uh, a brew pub. Oh, there. nice. Yep. Um, that was one of the, uh, attractions when you were leaving Koval coming to here was your chance to get back into brewing I thought so uh that was like yeah that was actually one of my like first projects that I undertook when I when I got here was um finding a brew house for because we were going to put a brew house here in Three Oaks um and we were actually you know looking for the space to do it and all that we actually um had actually put a deposit down on a brew house and all that um but then we had you know some water issues oh, yes. uh, here in the town. Yes. So we weren't allowed to uh, discharge any more uh, waste or anything like that. So that kind of put, got put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, with the addition of Valparaiso, um, there's going to be, you know, there'll be plenty of space for brewing and stuff like that. So I don't know if I'll be doing it. Um, <laughs> I haven't been in a brew house in a long time. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun to be able to dabble in that again yeah so how far is valparaiso from here uh it's what 45 minutes ah, yeah. so super close yeah. as well yeah yeah not not crazy far but far enough to you know Feels local be, almost, be its own yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the point too i think it it'll um it won't it won't cannibalize any of the traffic here you know people still either you know you're coming this way or you're going that way so uh should be a nice addition 
a lot of cool things planned there um, just to go into it a little bit because um, we're actually the distill the distillery is going to be bigger in its capacity overall we're actually going to get a vendome column still oh 24 inch vendome column is the plan um, and do nice. quite a bit it would have quite a bit of capacity there obviously we'll ease into that um but uh, another couple restaurants uh, fine dining steakhouse so karaoke bar karaoke Ooh. bar it's gonna be a karaoke <laughs> bar yeah. 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 you have a weekend Fucking bartender sold. Yeah. yes yeah. yeah so sold. we're we're yeah we're excited about that bill bill's been really pushing for and we're gonna have it yeah for sure bill's been um, <laughs> bill's like, nice yeah, I, we gotta I, have it's kind of important but the yeah. karaoke bar yeah, I, i've heard yeah. meetings about it it's official yeah so we're excited for it i think it's going to be a blast to just go there and um and hang out and and you know that that's all like you know the first phase kind of stuff yeah. and at long term you know we've talked cigar lounge club thing there oh, too man. so this is possibly this is a, real, a lot of yeah like, it'll be a real destination the event space there is going to be there's going to be two warren hall basically mm. event spaces so this can hold 500 people there'll be two event spaces holding 500 people what, up to a thousand what's the square footage is like 140 100? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think it's one hundred forty thousand square feet. Yeah, yeah, square feet. We have more rooms to, to stay here. Stay there. What? What's that? More rooms to stay. Um, there would be. I, that's part of it too. Maybe adding a boutique oh, like hotel, a hotel to one yeah. of the spots. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see how all that goes. I know there's actually more hotel, like actual hotels you can right, stay at in Valpo instead of like here. Yeah. So that it's, might it's, help. But it's a double square foot here, right? Yeah, I think it is. We're I like think, seventy or eighty yeah. here. I think it's like an aircraft hangar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, huge. It's, it's, huge. So it was, it's the old Anco factory or Anco building. It's what it's called. It it used the most recent thing it did. Um, or at least the factory was it made windshield wiper blades. Okay. Uh, and but it's been pretty vacant for forty plus years or close to forty years, and uh, so they, you know, we've just got this cool opportunity. It's to great help space. It. It's it, it's super yeah. cool space. Yeah. They're they're you know it's I've been there several times looking at it in its current state and just imagining uh, what it's going to be uh, long term is is pretty exciting. Super exciting. Are you going to be trying to be operational twenty four seven there? Uh, not not right away, but eventually, you know, I mean, well, there'll be quite a capacity. I mean, if, that would be good. It would be really good if, if we were. Um, but that, I mean, if you're familiar with Vendome column stills at all, it, it could crank out some booze. Um, right now, we're probably going to run it uh, not, not much, you know, maybe once or twice a week to start. But as you go on, you know, those column stills need to be run continuously and it's look, better th that way. Those 37 states aren't going to drink drink by themselves. Right, right, right. <laughs> we might need, we some might of need that another booze, 37 uh, to get that going 24 we start so. cranking that thing up, <laughs> we're going to have to start making yeah, more I mean, it, it should too. It should sextuple our production here if wow. we were running wow. it every day. So it's quite a, quite a bit of capacity. Is the growth in production also based on your new partnership with Park Street as well? That That is part of it, and, and you know, we – we, I mean, we hope that, you know, our, our sales can continue to increase as they have and, and more so as we get more of a footprint. And, um, you know, Bill, Bill always says if we're running that thing 24-7, that's a really good problem. So yeah. we'll, be making, we'll be making a ton of, ton of whiskey. Um, and a ton of money, baby. Just got to figure out a place to put it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to wonder. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what we, we, when we met, we met with Rob Sherman at Vendome, and we were <laughs> talking about setting this still up. And he's like, well... You know the problem is every time you get one of these stills, you gotta build like five more rick houses. So, <laughs> uh, so we're just working on one rick house, and and then we might need to, you know, if that thing starts running a might lot, need to you know, repurpose another building, man. Yeah, might, yeah. Might can, you, can you buy those blue buildings over there? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a city. I think yeah, the, the village. We have talked about it. We have talked about it. Uh, that's the water department. Is that I'm house ever sure. gonna sell? Sell to you guys? 
Oh, Which that one? that blue one. Yeah. You want to buy Bill's house? That's Bill's that house. Bill's <laughs> house. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I always thought it was just somebody's random Quite house. Literally, a stone's throw away. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> That's his, so. This is his backyard. Is the is what the metropolis Three Oaks is. <laughs> when does the ground break for the Rick House? Um, we're not sure right now. Just waiting on. On a few things to pan out. And I thought it was this out. fall. It was, we were going to do it this fall, but just timing wise, it ran out. Like okay. we ran out. We we talked to Nick Moss and and heard some <laughs> issues they had. We didn't want to start it in the fall snowing. and risk it not being done before yeah. the snow. You guys um, asked Nick Moss one question in February, and you got to the end of fall, and he was just <laughs> finishing. Yeah, still yeah. talking. Just yeah. finishing. Yeah. So I mean, we we learned from that, and we decided, you know, we'd rather just get it all done, built proper with the good weather, because they're not really used to that climate well they were doing they were what, taking uh trash cans of snow out of the building yeah oh nick because it, yeah. it's because yeah. it snowed yeah before they got yeah, it built they, they didn't uh. get the roof on before it snowed and then it just filled up with ice and snow that's and not fun no. <laughs> and then the finished grounds the yard was basically just a puddle of mud yeah, yeah. so not always fun to have that either no it'd be great the if you can get that going though before next fall and yeah. then obviously start yeah, that's, that's, that's that's the plan and um have it have it all filled up well not filled up but we'll have it probably from our existing stock, we'd be probably half full of a. It's a seventy-five hundred barrel rick house. You okay. guys are going to be so busy, man. So yeah. six stories probably. Uh, Seven, yeah. Is it? Well, I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent how it's designed, but it's not just a rick house. We're going to have an event space attached to it. Oh my oh, god! Wow. <laughs> Another event space. So, yeah. and it's, it's, so we're losing room, yeah. a few spots for a couple tasting rooms inside. Yeah. On a walk that through aisle with with the event space adjacent for three season rooms for weddings. So like the head table will be, you know, you'll be. The barrels right behind you, a really nice view. So it's gonna be a one of a kind rickhouse too. It's nothing that the music's ever done anything like that at this point. So what do you personally think? You know, you've been here what eight years, nine ten, years, ten years, ten years yeah. to see where it's began to where it's going now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I always tell everybody, um, it, you, there's never a boring crunch. You know, bunch of time here that it's just always, always, always growing, always changing. First day I started work. Bill was late because he was meeting with, you know, someone about an expansion. You know, the first day. I yeah, came I was going to say. <laughs> so it's like, these things have always been moving and moving and moving and it's exciting, you know, and it's. Uh, he rolls up his sleeve. He's got karaoke bar yeah, yeah, tattoos yeah, on, his, on the inside of his forearm. Got to get the funding for that. But yeah, we. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. It's been really cool. You know, it is. Uh, there are challenges with all of the growth, with all of the hospitality things and the special things we do, but that's kind of what makes journeyman journeyman. Um, you know, you have these events going on in the middle of your bottling area every weekend. You have all that kind of stuff. And I love that the, even the name reflects that, right? right. Like, you know, you, you guys aren't just a one-stop shop. No. There's like, this is a, this is a multiple trick pony. Right, do you know right. what I mean? There's so much going on here. The yeah. wedding space and then Valpo, it sounds like that's just going to be like a, a center, like a yeah. whiskey center, yeah. right? There's going to yeah, be so much gonna going be, on. Yeah, it's going to be a ton, a ton of fun stuff to do there, and yeah, and it's all, it's all, it's all. You know, we we uh, we're different than a lot of places in that, and you go to Kentucky, and it's all about the spirits, and, mm -hmm. and just you know, we're making a ton of good spirits. That's it. But here, it's not just that; it's the experience, it's the people, it's the weddings you can come in and have, the food you can come and enjoy. Uh, very unique place, and I, I think it makes us special. And um, you know, I've even, I don't think we take credit for it, but I've, you've seen like Bardstown Bourbon come in with, and they have their restaurant down there. And a lot of places are stepping up their hospitality down yeah. in Kentucky because you realize how important that is uh, to, to, to cater an experience to everybody. Yeah, Buffalo Trace is doing like $1 billion renovation on their space right. now, make it more of a destination. Mm -hmm. But I want to say too, is with all that growth and expansion, the whiskey hasn't been poorly affected by that. The whiskey's no. only gotten better over the years. Right. And I think it's something really important for everybody to understand. Like, I started drinking Journeyman, I think, in 2014 at my neighborhood bar, Dry Hop. It was one of my first introductions in the craft whiskey. Had the Ravenswood Dry. It was like 
well, this is not the whiskey I grew up, you know, my parents grew up drinking and taking little sips of here and there. This is something soft, smooth, and enjoyable and approachable for uh, somebody who just kind of was getting more into whiskey or exploring more whiskeys at the time. And now you talk about this barrel pick right here with all those flavors going on as you're talking about the maple, the sugar, the brown sugar, powdered sugar, so much diversity and flavor going on. And you wouldn't think like this is, you wouldn't think, okay, it's a four or five year old whiskey. It's just a really quality whiskey. So yeah, no, we, we've always taken Thank pride you. in that and and you know ultimate importance is the quality of the spirit at least for i mean we're the distillers that's that's what we care about most all this stuff is is great too like the this the is aesthetics. the thing tom you don't understand all of this has just been about the karaoke bar. Yeah. this has always been the it's karaoke. been a soft build for right. over right. a decade yeah. but you know what? we Honestly. care about the karaoke bar but our number uh. one thing is is the whiskey quality and and we're we're constantly changing and, and improving and learning uh, you know, we've taken tons of trips to Kentucky and, and really, really, you know, honed in our, our, bourbon, all of that yeah, our bourbon production is, I think, improved from day one to like, you know, so much, you know, our bourbon now I'd hold up to, to anything down there. And, and, you know, the rye has always been our bread and butter, but doesn't mean it can't be better. So we've always had humility and, and the ability to, to want to learn and, and change. And, you know, it's funny that Jake mentions, obviously, the billion dollar investment. And, and when we, we spoke with um, Uncle Nearest, right, back mm. in, when was that, in May? May, yeah. And, you know, what did they call it, Malt Disney? Yeah. And th that's another thing, right, the experience. And it's just totally cottoned on here in the United States. I mean, they've been doing it a long time in Scotland, but not nowhere near to this level, right? Mm. You guys mentioned it at the start. We don't have the land, right? We don't right. have the land. Whereas you can go down to Valpo and pick a spot that's 140K, and then just add whatever you want onto it. And it sounds like Bill's got his hands in a little bit of everything, right? right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, so he's. It, it sounds like the, few, the only way is up for you guys, really, right? I mean, 37 states, all these different, uh, you know, the Rick House, all these different expansions. Yeah, it's, it's all, you know, everything's happening. And, you know, it's going to be a busy, busy couple of years here. Um, but we're, I think we're ready for it. We've been, we've been preparing and, and hoping. Uh, They're going to get their money for it. Are you guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, no question about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I think the end product's gonna be worth it. So uh, we're excited. Nice. Are you guys doing single barrels other than just rye? Uh, not in house. Uh, rye's what we what we are mainly doing right now. We, <clears throat> we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of Silver Cross single barrels and uh, Can you going out to Silver Cross to people. What it is? Silver Cross. Yeah. Uh, it's a four grain whiskey. So I mean, we use four main types of grain at Journeyman. So like rye, corn, wheat, malted barley. Um, Silver Cross is a cross between all of those. So it's a uh, 25% uh, corn, wheat, malted barley, rye. Um, so yeah, it's a really nice, uh, it's a soft whiskey. Super smooth. Yeah. Super smooth. Um, if you all are scotch drinkers, it has probably the most m malted barley that we use here. So it's got a little bit of a, a malt backbone for, for, for scotch lovers, but but yeah, uh, we do it in uh, mostly in the, our little five-gallon barrels. So it's just a really popular single barrel for accounts, for the case size and everything like that. So it goes in a cocktail, probably really nice as well. Eh? Like yeah, it, it, sure. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually have a nice uh, we have a, a, a barrel-aged cocktail program that we encourage with the Silver Cross, where oh, we'll cool. tap we'll tap the barrel for you if you're going to order. Uh, you have to order journeyman products to make the cocktail with, and we'll send you a tap barrel with a stand, and you can serve your barrel-aged cocktail right out of it. Nice. So it's a nice setup for that. And, you know, we actually have our, our uh, facilities or, or production facilities guys doing uh, – Sending out 92 of them. He's been working on for the last yeah, couple weeks. Yeah, he's been weeks, in the warehouse so. just sawing yeah, away. <laughs> cutting, cutting barrel. And the barrel stand's made of old barrel staves. Yeah. Oh, and cool. then the barrel's got a tap in it. So he's been working on that for the last couple You can weeks. see him behind the bar, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty Bill cool. is cracking the whip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
N- nothing missing it at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's a great. It's, it's great. Those details, small barrels man. are very, uh, yeah, very, very versatile the, for that, for the single barrel, for whatever it is. I knew I should have used your guys' uh, kit for our wedding, for our symbol of whatever. Or symbol of love, I should say, not whatever. <laughs> symbol of love, we did it just an online. The symbol of whatever. <laughs> an online order uh, <laughs> of like a two-gallon barrel or something like that. And we put uh, new make from Koval um, and Star Wars together in the barrel. And then after our first wedding anniversary, we opened it up to drink it. But it all evaporated into the wood. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those How big two, of a barrel two, was, the, it? was it? Two, it two one liter? or two gallons. Yeah. 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 Two liters. Yeah. You, yeah. you have weeks, and those two liters already. All it's all gone. I we sell it, them here, and you got to tell people that. Yeah. It feels heavy, and I'm like, there's nothing in here shaking it. And next thing you know, on our first wedding anniversary, we go to the back porch, pour the little knob on there to pour it out, and nothing comes out. Open it up, and smells like whiskey, but. Didn't taste like it because <laughs> there's nothing to taste. <laughs> you can't yeah. win them all once. Yeah. No, we can't. That symbol of love had evaporated. No, 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 no. Good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> or any other podcast. Oh, man. No, it's cool to see. How has the growth been going into those over 30 states now? Are you doing single barrels in all of them or kind of trying to keep it to where you have people on the ground? Uh, yeah, we've done a lot, uh, a lot of different states this year. Um, Alabama, Ooh. Arizona, Florida. Uh, Maine had a barrel. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're, we're expanding it all. So I guess with I don't the know if, I don't think every single one's done one, but you know, a, mm-hmm. a lot of them, uh, at least definitely not control state ones, but some of the other ones have. Right, and the proliferation yeah. of, of whiskey clubs across the country has obviously yeah. made it more accessible for brands to do single barrels everywhere, mm-hmm. or even open up new markets when it comes yeah. to having single barrels um, being. Yeah, the Carolinas. The Carolinas, yeah, even in Chicago, you never know. There's some whiskey hunters out there. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few good ones in California too. That that we've got a good, good a few good accounts that really support us there. Um, we had a, a one or two in Texas, so we're yeah we're getting around, but um, definitely a lot of improvement in those states will be major keys here in the next few years. Are you guys still doing um, the Four Kings collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We actually just saw that this this last year's batch just came in. They sent us like a case. Oh, nice. Just for you know, just to have, um, and it was pretty good. It was. Uh, we they took a, one different type of whiskey from each of us That's what and I blended oh, it cool. and then finished it in rum barrels i believe this time so it's you corsair few in mississippi yeah. yeah so we had our we sent we had our wheat or a crosses with some whiskey in it and in, they, in a rum barrel and they had yeah and then it's really nice bourbon, I, I, I love rye, i love like west indies rum barrel finishes you know i think they're i think they're brilliant uh, obviously i mean scotch is completely committed to that now yeah. you know there's so many big scotches yeah the, the balvini caribbean cask is like one of my favorites that was like the right one there. that yeah. kind of set the trend there eh? but mm-hmm. like glenn livett's got one there yeah you know so it's, i say it's, that and glenn livett are the only two rum cask whiskeys that i can tolerate yeah <laughs> or enjoy i enjoy those <laughs> yeah, the glenn, yeah. glenn livett one we had it recently it's it's really good and I, like i'm all for it you know well, you, you don't like that trend What's that? You don't like the trend, the rum trend? I, um, well, it's, you know, it's the next big thing, as we've been saying for 10 years, rum. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't really, rum's not my f- cup of tea, I guess, when it comes to my palate. It might have fair. something to do with that uh, three quarters of a bottle of Captain Morgan that I drank in college mm. in, in about 25 minutes. I don't Whoa. know. Maybe. Call me crazy. Captain Morgan's ruining rum for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when you drink it so quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing as well. Like companies like Edrington, right? They're running Brugal out of the DR, like and they own obviously McAllen right so it's just they got rum casks coming out their their ears mm-hmm. um and obviously 
going into like sort of Central America with your Zacapas and all that, which are doing massive amount of volume in the United States now. But I remember when I was just leaving back in 2018 and Buchanan's, the blended scotch, launched the tequila cask whiskey and, you know, the world's the oyster now. It's so easy to get these barrels now. It's not like back in the golden the golden days, not like in the 1800s where you only really had three choices of barrel, right? right. Now you can get whatever you want and it's relatively cheap to get it over here. So. And you guys started your expansion and did more barrel finishes a couple of years ago, or different barrel aging techniques too a few years ago, right? Yeah, we've, we've yeah. done a few different ones. Um, we're doing uh, a we do our corsets, whips, and whiskey party uh, every like the weekend before Fourth of oh, July. Oh yeah, this is year. a cool project, and this is uh, one that we've been working on, uh, where we do a, we do the corsets, whips, and whiskey, which is 100% wheat whiskey aged. Um, these have been aged three years, and we finish it in a certain barrel, and it's been a collaboration each time, uh, or kind of a collaboration at least. The first batch was in a Bourbon County Stout Barrel from Goose Island, and that was phenomenal. Uh, then the next year we did it in a Virtue Cider mm. Barrel. Oh that man, was I really love really special. That. And then now, right now, we just actually filled them a few weeks ago for release in July. Um, Shram's Mead in uh, Ferndale, Michigan, uh, took a couple of our bourbon barrels, did their mead in a cherry chocolate mead in it with cocoa nibs, cocoa and nibs, man, and then oh, yeah. sent it back to us the day they emptied it. We filled it up with uh, the corsets, so it's sitting in there now. It's man. really, really special. And then our chef took the the cocoa nibs and candied them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> any of those left? I have some downstairs. <laughs> It's just expansion everywhere. Well, yeah, you have, a, you have a drama of that, a little, little candied cocoa nibs, oh, man. It is so yeah, we'll, delightful. We'll release, release that in July uh, or end of June, July, and, and yeah, just have it here in house. Probably about about 40, 40 cases, two hundred forty bottles, two hundred fifty bottles. You guys are but, a true demonstration of innovation. Yeah. <laughs> we, and we have some more traditional stuff. We have some um, some malted rye. Uh, that we grew on Bill's family's farms. Right. Um, well, not out here. <laughs> no, down in central Indiana. Uh, Did you see the rye back there? We're actually, <laughs> we're actually aging it in uh, 153 gallon um, cherry casks. Nice. So. I've seen the casks. They're delicious. They're they are big. I just I just love this. I think the overarching theme for all of this has just been the amount of collaboration locally that you mm. guys are doing is just so impressive. You know, and it's. Not only are you guys taking old buildings that would have otherwise been ripped down, pulled down, but you know, you're putting a different spin on them and you're giving these local communities, especially now after the pandemic, these opportunities, right? For employment, for like to bring in tourism, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, like you guys said, these antique stores here in Three Oaks that Jake was it was like the first thing he mentioned <laughs> to me. He was like, Apart from this stop, uh, like the stoplight here, which is the only one in Three Oaks, there's like four antique stores. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, like yeah, so it, it's revitalizing local communities like these these rural parts of Michigan or Indiana, wherever it might be, you know, so I love that. Right. Yeah. You see a lot of uh, just a lot of support from all the local businesses, business owners. It's really nice to have have a community like that. And, you know, anytime something's happening with us, it affects all them and, mm -hmm. and they all they all care about it and want the best for the community as well. So it's got Three Oaks is, is booming now. So it's awesome. It's good for you guys. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate the time. Yeah. Hospitality. Thank <coughs> you for sharing this delicious whiskey with us, too, because it's very, very nice. Uh, I encourage anybody to go out there and buy any single barrels or just your core products when it comes to anything. I love having uh, the Buggy Whip on my back shelf at all times. Um, we always have your rye, too. It's one of Brittany's favorite ryes, one of her favorite whiskeys out there. So proud, uh, proud to be drinking it now. It seems weird to say like seven to eight years. That's, that's, yeah, man. That's crazy that we've been, you know, making craft whiskey, drinking craft whiskey, been a part of this industry for so long now. And it's like you said, it's all grown up. It's matured. Um, it's it put the 
the moniker craft on there, I don't think it does justice to what this distillery does and other distilleries that started a decade ago and have really evolved over time. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming in. Yeah, guys. Matt, Tom, um, for Calum as well. This is Ciao. Jake, live from Three Oaks, Michigan. Live, 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 live. Cheers to everybody Cheers. out there. Appreciate your time.